Welcome to Get Your Swag Back with Steve Clements. This podcast is a brash, barrier-breaking, unapologetic look at the modern male, his masculinity, and the lies he is taught on how to attract, date, and act in relationships with women. We uncover and expose the problems men have in the dating arena, especially after a bad breakup or divorce, and show them how to set their ship straight. We also look into the mind of women and why they may stay with one man versus another, unveil the secret language of women, teach you women speak, and the positive traits that women come running to when they see you in the modern masculine man. Make your comeback, take your balls back, and get your swag back. Welcome to Get Your Swag Back with Steve Clements. Hey, fellas, I'm back once again to throw my great knowledge of the female heart and the masculine center, the masculine DNA in all of us, the wild at heart, the fierceness in our heart, the warrior in our heart. Guys, I'm talking today about uh, the fierceness that is ingrained in our heart. And I'm reading a book by John Eldridge called Wild at Heart, Discovering the Secret of a Man's Soul. And it is a great, great book. Uh, the first chapter really just blew me away. And it goes over the accounts of, you know, how the masculine uh, energy has been kind of stifled and squashed and we've been lied to and you know, how the feminism in the past is trying to turn women into men or get them to be more masculine and men to be more feminine, which goes against everything in our in our DNA. And I mean, we as men, you know, we're driven. You know, we, we have that in our in our soul, in our heart. We want to go out, we want to explore, we want to uh you build stuff. We want to, you know, fight. We want to battle. I mean, when you were a kid, when I was a kid, I always loved playing war. We go in the woods. We have like sticks, whatever, pretending to be soldiers. Get to base camp, right? <laughs> Take over the base camp. Get the BB gun or the cap gun or whatever you got when you were a kid was. I mean, that was one of the most exciting and best Christmases I've got. I remember I got an M16 uh, kid's gun when I was. I don't know, maybe 10. And I loved it, man. I played war and you know, with the G.I. Joes. And that's what guys did. I mean, that's what we, you know, watching the John Wayne movies and the Westerns and Clint Eastwood. I mean, God, Wild at Heart movies and the actors that were there for us. And he goes over some great stuff. John Eldridge goes over some great stuff. And a couple of things that struck me, especially in the first chapter, was that he just goes over, I mean, since the Bible, how men have always wanted to be, like, re returned to the, the woods or the mountains or the forest to explore. You know, it's when most men come alive. You know, he says, as John Muir said, when a man comes to the mountains, he comes home. The core of a man's heart is undomesticated, and that is good. An Orpheus, as Ad one, uh, said, I'm not alive in an office. I am not alive in a taxi cab. I am not alive on the sidewalk. Amen to that, right? Their conclusion, never stop exploring. I mean, look at all the guys that went out and discovered Marco Polo. I mean, all the guys, you know, Christopher Columbus, all the guys who went out 
and you know they said people would say you're gonna fall off the face of the earth because the earth is flat and they went out and did it anyway just to just 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 probably because uh, they said they couldn't be done right I mean it's it's amazing what uh, he goes over and talks about in the masculine heart he says adventure with all its requisite danger and wilderness is a deeply spiritual longing written into the soul of the man. The masculine heart needs a place where nothing is prefabricated, modular, non-fat, ziplock, franchised, online, microwavable. There are no deadlines, cell phones, or committee meetings. Where there is room for the soul, where finally the geography around us corresponds to the geography of our heart. I mean, hello, amen, okay? You know, Moses didn't uh, encounter God, the living God, at the mall, right? He found him somewhere out in the deserts of Sinai, you know, a long way from the comforts of Egypt, as well as Jacob, who was has, you know, his wrestling match with God, not on the living room sofa, but in a wadi somewhere east of the Jabbok in Mesopotamia. And Elijah, where did he go to recover his strength? To the wild, as well as John Baptist and Jesus, who uh, was in the wilderness for 40 days. And what were they all after? They were searching for themselves. Deep in a man's heart are some fundamental questions that simply cannot be answered at the kitchen table. You know, like, who am I? What am I made of? What am I destined for? Is it fear that keeps a man at home? Out there in the wilderness, Moses found his purpose in the burning desert sands lost in a trackless waste, Moses received his life's mission and purpose. He's called out, called up into something much bigger than he ever imagined, much more serious than CEO or Prince of Egypt. Under foreign stars in the dead of night, Jacob received a new name, his real name. No longer is he a shrewd business negotiator, but now he's one who wrestles with God. The wilderness trial of Christ, at its core, a test of his identity if you are who you think you are, if a man is ever to find out who he is and what he's here for, he's got to take that journey for himself. He's got to get his heart back. Where things are neat and orderly and under his control. Westward expansion through the soul. Against the soul, rather. The, the way a man's life unfolds nowadays tends to drive his heart into remote regions of the soul. Endless hours at a computer screen, selling shoes at the mall, meetings, memos, phone calls. The business world where the majority of Americans live and die requires a man to be efficient and punctual. Corporate policies and procedures are designed with one aim, to harness a man and to the plow and make him produce. But our soul refuses to be harnessed. It knows nothing of day timers and deadlines and P&L statements. The soul longs for passion, for freedom, for life. As D.H. Lawrence said, I'm not a mechanism. A man needs to feel the rhythms of the earth. He needs to have in hand something real, the tiller of a boat, a set of reins, the roughness of a rope, or simply a shovel. Can a man live all his days to keep his fingernails clean and trim? Is that what a boy dreams of? And society at large can't make up its mind about men. Men having spent the last 30 years redefining masculinity into something more sensitive, safe, manageable, and well, feminine. It now berates men for not being men. Boys will be boys, they sigh. As though if a man were to truly grow up, he would forsake wilderness 
and wanderlust and settle down, be at home forever in Aunt Polly's parlor, where all the real men is regular fare for talk shows and new books. You know, you asked them to be women. I want to say, the result is a gender confusion never experienced at such a wide level in the history of the world. How can a man know he is one when his highest aim is minding his manners? This really goes into some pretty good stuff. It talks about how the church kind of harnesses the man and tames the man. It it called it talks about you know man laments and Iron John. Some women want a passive man if they want a man at all. The church wants a tamed man. They are called priests. The university wants a domesticated man. They are called tenure track people. The corporation wants a sanitized, hairless, shallow man. It all comes together as sort of a westward expansion against the masculine soul. And thus, the man, the heart of a man, is driven to the high country into remote places like a wounded animal looking for cover. Women know this and lament that they have no access to their man's heart. Men know it too, but are often unable to explain why their heart is missing. They know their heart is on the run, but they often do not know where to pick up the trail. The church wags its head and wonders why it can't get more men to sign up for the programs. The answer is simply this. We have not invited a man to know and live from his deep heart. These are great, great insights by John Eldridge from Wild at Heart. And it speaks so much about how we've been stifled and not let us to be men or not even taught how to be men because we are adventurous. We are barrier breakers you know we like to fight we like to take on things we like to take on challenges we like to knock doors down we like to uh, when people say we can't do it we say hell screw you we can do it we're badasses we're audacious we're wild at heart on a zoom talk and this one gentleman who's in it he's a he's a, a gay man and he was talking about a book he read about you know, it was something about how men and women are so alike and there's not much difference between us and our DNA DNA and in our, in our cellular capacity. And I said, no, (laughs) no, men and women are totally different. Can men have babies? Okay. Do men, do they bleed every month? Right? No, we're, we're not the same. We're very different. Just masculinity and femininity. And, you know, it says that God created man in his own image. And he created male and female. And God doesn't have a body, right? So the, the gender may be, must be at the level of the soul. And in the deep and everlasting places within us. God doesn't make generic people. He makes something very distinct. A man and a woman. In other words, there's a masculine heart and a feminine heart, which in their own way reflect or portray to the world and you know God's heart. It's, it's just amazing how so different we are, the feminine and masculine, man and a woman, but it's how that we're so you know, much the same. We're trying to be the same. We're trying to be actually, to me, it's more like role reversal. So it's kind of, uh, this, this book is really enlightening to me. John has a great question, and it says, if we ever are to find ourselves, we must find that, what he has, you know, what's in the masculine heart. 
instead of asking what you think you ought to do to become a better man or woman for my female readers, he wants to ask, what makes you come alive? What stirs your heart? The journey we face now is into a land of foreign to most of us. We must head into that country that has no clear trail. This charter for exploration takes us into our own hearts, into our deepest desires. As the playwright Christopher Fry says, life is a hypocrite if I can't live the way it moves me. And he also says, there are three desires I find written so deeply into my heart. I know now I can no longer disregard them without losing my soul. They are core to who I am and what I am and yearn to be. I gaze into boyhood. I search the pages of literature, of books, of the Bible. I listen carefully to many, many men, and I'm convinced these desires are universal, a clue into masculinity itself. They may be misplaced, forgotten, or misdirected, but in the heart of every man is a desperate desire for a battle to fight, an adventure to live, and a beauty to rescue. I want you to think of the films men love, the things they do with their free time, and especially the aspirations of little boys, and see if I'm not right on this. Are born to fight. When we were kids, like I said before, we always treasured the Christmas gifts that were cap guns, BB guns, play swords, play nunchucks, ninja swords, right? Capes and swords, camouflage, bandanas, six-shooters. These are the uniforms of boyhood. And little boys yearned to know they were powerful, they are dangerous, they're someone to be reckoned with. How many parents have tried to prevent little Timmy from playing with guns? Give it up. If you not supply a boy with weapons, he will make them from whatever materials he has, like sticks, branches, you know, two by fours, whatever. You know, he says his boys chew their graham crackers in the shape of handguns at the, at the breakfast table. <laughs> Every stick is a f or fallen branch is a spear or even better, a bazooka. Despite what many educators would say, this is not a psychological disturbance brought on by violent television or chemical imbalance. Aggression is part of the masculine design. We are hardwired for it. If we believe that man is made in the image of God, then we do well to remember that, the, that we are warriors. Man is a warrior. Little girls don't invent games where large numbers of people die where bloodshed is a prerequisite for having fun. Hockey was not made by a woman, nor was boxing. A boy wants to attack something. So does a man, even if it's only a little white ball on a tee. And yeah, he wants to whack it into kingdom come. On the other hand, boys don't sit around at tea parties. They don't call their friends on the phone to talk about relationships. They grow bored of games that have no element of danger or competition or bloodshed. Cooperative games based on relational interdependence are complete nonsense. No one is killed, they ask incredulous. No one wins. What's the point? Look at the global popularity of the Xbox games boys and men play. They are overwhelmingly games of battle. The universal nature of this ought to have convinced us by now. The boy is a warrior. The boy is his name. These aren't boyish antics he's doing. When boys play at war, they are rehearsing their part in a much bigger drama. One day you might need that boy to defend you. Those Union soldiers who charged the stone walls at Bloody Angle at Gettysburg, the Allied troops that hit the beaches at Normandy or the sands of Iwo Jima, what would they have done without this deep part of their heart? 
Life needs a man to be fierce and fiercely devoted. The wounds he will take out through his life will cause him to lose heart if all has been trained to be is soft. This is especially true in the murky waters of relationships where a man feels least prepared to advance. As Bly would say, in every relationship, something fierce is needed once in a while. I love that. Fierce, fierceness in the heart. That's how we are born. That's what this podcast is going to be called. Find or regain your fierceness of heart. Many men may not feel they're up to the battles. He knows that awaits them. Their masculinity has been repressed and submerged for years from neglect. Every man wants to play the hero. Every man needs to know that he is powerful. Women didn't make Braveheart, one of the best-selling films of the decade. They didn't uh, make Flying Tigers, The Bridge of River Kwai, The Magnificent Seven, Shane, High Noon, Saving Private Ryan, Top Gun, The Die Hard films, and one of my favorites, Gladiator and Tombstone. The movies a man loves reveal what his heart longs for, what is set inside him from the day of his birth. Like it or not, there is something fierce in the heart of every man. Men are love adventure. Men like to go out and explore. Do games with the boys. And if if you don't add an element of adventure or danger, they're not interested. They're bored to death, right? What would they rather do? Would they rather watch James Bond or, you know, Gladiator or Tombstone? Or would they like to go to Bible study? Adventure is written into the heart of a man. It's not about having fun. Adventure requires something of us, puts us to the test. Though we may fear the test, at the same time we yearn to be tested to discover that we have what it takes. That's why they sent off, they go down the Snake River when when it's flooded and when the rabbits are raging, right? That's why you go through grizzly country to find your favorite fishing hole. It's all about the adventure and a little bit of danger and putting yourself to the test. That's what's in the man's heart. That's what lies in masculinity. That's what men want. Talks about a beauty to rescue. There's nothing so inspiring to a man as a beautiful woman. She'll make you want to change, charge the castle, slay the giant, leap across the parapets, or maybe even hit a home run. Man wants to be the hero to the beauty. Young men go off to war carrying a photo of their sweetheart in their wallet. Men who fly combat missions will paint a beauty on the side of their aircraft. Like the World War II B-17 bombers, they had all those flying fortresses that said Memphis Belle or Me and My Gal or American Beauty. What would Robin Hood or King Arthur be without woman? You know, Robin Hood or King Arthur had Genevieve, right? Lonely men fighting lonely battles. Indiana Jones and James Bombs just wouldn't be the same without that woman or beauty by their side. Women are an essential part of probably men's desire to do great things. There's something, there's passion, there's something passion in every man's heart. And it's an awesome thing. Femininity is a beautiful thing. And men's masculinity comes out more with a feminine heart. It's amazing what men will do. They will you know, climb any mountain to rescue that beauty. And it's a beautiful thing. It's understanding the feminine heart. 
He says he found three desires that he found essential to a woman's heart, which are not entirely different from man's, and yet they remain distinctly feminine. Not every woman wants a battle to fight, but every woman yearns to be fought for. This woman once said that she wanted to be pursued. I just want to be a priority to someone. And another friend told him that uh, she had a childhood dreams of a knight in shining armor coming to her rescue. They are the core of the feminine heart. Yeah, like when the officer and gentleman was that goes back for Paula. Women want an adventure to share. They don't want to be the subject of the adventure. They want an adventure to share. They want to go along with you. And every woman wants to have a beauty to unveil, not to conjure, but to unveil. But most women feel the pressure to be beautiful, beautiful from very young, but that is not what I speak of. There is a deep desire to simply and truly be the beauty and be delighted in. The world kills a woman's heart when it tells her to be tough, efficient, and independent. Sadly, Christianity has missed her heart as well. You have to admit that all are offered the feminine soulless pressure to be a good servant from the church. No one is fighting for a heart. Finally, every woman wants to have a beauty to unveil. Not to conjure up, but to unveil. Most women feel the pressure to be beautiful from very young, but that is not what I speak of. There's a deep desire to simply and truly be the beauty and be delighted in. A woman wants to be noticed. She wants to say, are you captivated by what you see? What The world kills a woman's heart when it tells her to be tough, efficient, and independent. Women don't want to be men. Women want to be feminine. They want to be fought for. They want to be a part of the adventure. They don't want to be the adventure. And they want to be have a beauty to unveil to captivate you. I love the feminine heart. I love femininity. It says, which would you be rather said of you, Harry? Sure, I know Harry. He's a real sweet guy. Or yes, I know about Harry. He's a dangerous man in a really good way. Which would you be rather thought of, right, guys? Ladies, how about you? Which man would you rather have as your mate? And some women hurt by masculinity gone bad, argue for the safe man, and then wonder why years later there's no passion in their marriage, why he's distant and cold. And as for your own femininity, which would you rather have said of you, that the women, are you a tireless worker or are you a captivating woman, right? He rests his case. What if those deep desires in our hearts are telling us the truth, revealing us to the life we were meant to live? God gave us eyes so that we might see. He gave us ears that we might hear. He gives us wills uh, that we might choose, and he gave us hearts that we might live. The way we handle the heart is everything. A man must know he's powerful. He must know he has what it takes. A woman must know she's beautiful. She must know she's worth fighting for. But you don't understand, one woman said. I'm living with a hollow man. Nah, he's in there. His heart is there. It may have evaded you like a wounded animal, always out of reach, one step beyond your catching, but it's there. One guy says, I don't know when I died, but I feel like I'm just using up oxygen. Hey, I understand that. Your heart may be dead and gone, but it's there. Something wild and strong and valiant, just waiting to be released. This book is not about the seven things a man ought to do to be a nicer guy. It's a book about the recovery and release of a man's heart, his passions, his true nature, which he has been given to by uh, Almighty. It's an invitation to rush the fields at Gettysburg, to go west to leap from the falls and save the beauty. If you're going to know who you truly are as a man, if you're going to find a life worth living, 
If you're going to love a woman deeply and not pass on your confusion to your children, you simply must get your heart back. You must head up into the high country of the soul, into the wild and uncharted regions, and track down that elusive prey. To me, that that, that first chapter of that book just really says it all about masculinity and how a man should be and how a man is, what's in his heart, what's in his soul, adventure, danger, battle, wild at heart. It's all about grasping that. That's what we're made for. That's what we do. We knock down the walls. We charge the gates. We charge the field, the, the sands of Normandy and Iwo Jima. We climb that Mount Everest. We do that. That's adventure is ingrained to us. Risk is, is something we crave. Adventure, risk, it's all in our DNA. And I think it has been, you know, stepped on, smothered, repressed, and we need to find it back. We need to get it back. We need to teach it to our, our young men. We need to fight and fight hard, fight our battles to regain our masculinity, to regain the masculine heart. It also tells me that the feminine heart is getting repressed too, because nowadays it's all about women power and, and you becoming strong and tough. And women deep down don't want that. They want to be fought for, like it says. They want them to see that they're captivating. They want us to notice them, right? It's all about the femininity and the masculinity and how this in this age of confusion and how we're taught the wrong way. I mean, it seems like nowadays everything that's right is wrong and everything that's wrong is right. You know, things are like upside down and sideways. And I think we need to regain that. I know, I mean, I work on it every day. I work on becoming a better man every day and getting into my masculinity. I read, I take action. I mean, just doing this podcast is a big deal for me. I do Facebook Lives as well on my Facebook page. Hey, get your swag back, Jack. Little plug there. And anytime you need to talk or need some coaching, you can set an appointment on that Facebook page or go to Swagback Doc, Swagback Doc, D O C at gmail.com. But guys, it's all about regaining that, re getting back into your passions fighting the fight, being adventurous, breaking the barriers, making the discoveries, right? Getting your hands on that damn, the reins of a horse or getting that, the stone cutter's hammer, getting the steering wheel of a ship or a boat or even a car. And you're going the fastest or seeking out like in Star Trek, new life and new civilization and to boldly go where no man has gone before. That's what we are. That's in our DNA. Brash, it's bold, it's audacious. I mean, really, what, what movies do you love? When you were a kid, when you are a boy, what did you like to do? You, you know, I was like playing war in the woods, you know, and you know, nowadays it's the Xbox, which are awesome games. You know, awesome warrior. I love, I, I played it years ago, 10 years ago, I was on the Xbox or whatever it was then. Medal of Honor, the World War II games. I loved it. It was like I was I was a kid again. And it being adventurous, you know. I mean, I love to travel. I love to go out and, and do new things and travel to new places and discover. 
I like to hike in the mountains. I like to ride my bike on trails and discover new trails. That's what we do. But I, I hope this is some good insight for you. I mean, we as men have to be bold and we have to stand up for ourselves, stand in our center and be strong. That's what it's all about. And I will leave you with that. So guys, my mission, as you know, is to help 300 million men worldwide to get back into their masculinity, to regain their self-respect, to stand up for themselves, to make their comeback, take their balls back and get their swag back. And remember, fellas, it ain't over until they're patting you on the face with a shovel. There's no grand adventure to be swept up in, and every woman doubts very much what she has any young beauty to avail. This is Steve Clements signing off for now. I'll see you next time. Thank you for tuning in to Get Your Swag Back podcast with Steve Clements. And if you like this shit, please subscribe, rate, and review it on your favorite podcast platform. Also, if you know anyone that may need to hear this podcast, which is 90% of the men in the world, send them my way. Please send us your feedback, questions, and comments to swagbackdocdoc at gmail.com. I love reading hate mail. Thanks for listening, and fellas, take your balls back and get your swag back. See you next podcast.